Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And welcome to the show, Christina Lakey. Hello. Hi. Uh, So, uh, we're very happy to have you here, and maybe we want to tell the folks at home, uh, you know, how you're related to Fright Night. Sure. Fright Night Superfan. It's been my favorite movie since I saw it in the 80s. Um, And originally, um, I met a bunch of them at a convention, a bunch of the cast. And I have a a nonprofit charity event. So I asked William Ragsdale if he'd come out as a guest. And he said yes. And so he came out about five years ago to Flint, Michigan, which is where I live. And um, we became friends. And we're still good friends. But that was kind of my in to like... These people know I'm like not super crazy, right? And so <laughs> I think if they saw me on the street, they'd be like, "Oh, hey, you're probably not going to murder me in my sleep. That's cool." Um, so that's my relationship with with the cast of Fright Night, and then I worked on the Fright Night documentary. You're so cool, Brewster. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that documentary. Like, what did what specifically did you work on in, in the documentary? Folks want to check it out. Sure. Um, I wrote the lyrics and sang the closing credit song, and I've got some cosplay photos in there as Amy, and I've got some cast photos with me and some of the cast for Night Two. Oh, what version of Amy? Uh, Amy in the white, you know, in the white sheer getup. Uh huh. Uh, so this is minute twenty-six of Fright Night. It begins with Snooze and Judy, and it ends with Charlie getting religion. Uh, so we start on this uh, this outside shot, and I wanted to read from Tom's script here. It says, Both houses sit quietly on the street. Put some eerie music behind me, Len. Wrapped in the darkness of the night air. An ordinary enough image. Two houses sitting there, but there's something disturbing about it. After a few seconds, one realizes what it is. The Dandridge house almost looks like it's about to pounce on its next-door neighbor, the Brewster house. The, the way this shot ha- uh, shows, like, the Dandridge house kind of, like, towering over the Brewster house, it, it, I think it pulled off what Tom wrote down. Yeah, great. And the fog and everything, which is hard to believe that was a soundstage. Because for the longest time, I was like, can we go to this location? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I've been trying to uh, find the distinction between uh, what was filmed on the Disney back lot, because there's some of that, and then... I guess anything where you're like running around and there's cars running around, you're you're away from the house. Maybe that's not a soundstage. Yeah, stage. I believe was um, L.A. area. Mm-hmm. I've heard that um, at different panels, and yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell. Yeah. We go into the the bedroom of Judy, and we see in the background a Raggedy Ann doll, and I just want to tease that this is going to be important later. <laughs> Hmm, a little foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm re- research guy, I found creepy ra- raggedy end stories I'd like to share with you guys tonight. Oh, I would love <laughs> <laughs> She was created in the early 1900s by Johnny Gruel. 
which is an odd name, based on an old rag doll from his parents' attic that he gave to his daughter, Marcella. When he watched her play with the doll, he started writing stories about Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. In September 1915, Johnny acquired a patent for Raggedy Ann dolls, and two months later, his beloved daughter was given an infected vaccination by her school, and she died at age 13. Uh, <laughs> This is more sad than creepy, this part. It gets creepy. <laughs> As a result, uh, Johnny didn't, you know, understandably did speak out against school-mandated vaccinations. And now, 100 years later, anti-vaxxers often tell the story wrong, saying that Gruel like, created Raggedy Ann as a tribute to his dead daughter. And it was actually created, like, before she died. So, wow. yeah. So, Raggedy Ann is a part of a uh, horror franchise, but not really. The haunted doll Annabelle from The Conjuring franchise is actually based on Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Isn't it really a Raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. Like if you go to the museum, yeah. Actually, we're recording on the day uh, Lorraine, what's her name? Just passed away. Warren. Lorraine Warren. Lorraine. Yeah, that's right. She died? Yeah. Yeah, she died. Yeah. Today? Today. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I just dated She was nice. 92 is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's all why. Especially if you're battling demons or whatever the hell she's up to. Uh, and that place isn't that far from here, right? Upstate New York, I thought. Oh, for Warren? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. We're in Vermont. I don't think it's that far. We are? Yeah, I have to look it up. I thought they were close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one more creepy Raggedy Ann story. Uh, TLC's My Crazy Obsession spotlighted a 50-year-old, 58-year-old Florida woman named Robin Amato. No relation. She has over 3,000 Raggedy Ann dolls and estimates she spent over $20,000 on her collection, which is just all sorts of different items of Raggedy Ann on them. <laughs> she also dresses like Raggedy Ann and takes her dolls out on day trips. Her, her, uh, her son Patrick says all he wanted was as a kid was a brother or a sister but instead I got Raggedy Ann or Andy <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy part is her husband Tony supports his wife you know through all this uh, obsession and has agreed to her that once he dies he's going to have his cremated ashes put inside a Raggedy Andy doll for her so wow. I was going to make fun of that but I'm literally sitting in a room full of horror memorabilia so I'm going to let it go <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah, I can't. I can say nothing. Good for her. (laughs) So, uh, okay, so back to the movie. Judy is uh, wearing a a sleep mask. And I don't know if you guys have worn sleep masks before. I I have no experience with that. I can't use one. Seems like it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it annoys me. I made a hypothesis based on a theory I keep bringing up to every single guest that comes on here, which is uh, since the actress that played Judy was in a deleted scene from Jaws and had interaction with Quint and, uh, you know, he seemed like he knew her. And in this movie, Charlie's father is nowhere to be seen. And there's all sorts of uh, boats and ships around the house that perhaps uh, Quint is the one that uh, uh, left her behind because, you know, he ended up in a shark. So... You know, the timing checks out, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's even... Oz? Dorothy Fielding? Yeah. Yeah. She was in a deleted scene. Yeah, in a music shop, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, there's yeah. A, she's actually there and uh, with a uh, young boy playing uh, an oboe, and Quint is harassing him. But there's no... He doesn't say that he's not his dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, maybe that's little Charlie and Judy working in Amity Island. Quint gets eaten. Yeah. 
here's a tangent of that tangent. Uh-huh. Where is Dorothy Fielding? And I know that they've tried to find her to get her to cons, and, and nobody can find her. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy to me. In this day and age, we can't find her. You right. know? She is such a, a wonderful actress, and it is a shame that, you know, maybe she's just enjoying the peace and quiet. I don't know. Uh, no, but maybe yeah. she's not found anymore. I mean, it, you know, she would be... She would be in her, what, 70s? Uh-huh. I don't know. When we were getting this podcast uh, started, I was looking around to see where I could contact different cast members to see. And, and I started looking around for Dorothy, and I actually found like a forum where somebody was asking for the documentary, where is Dorothy? We're looking for her. So. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't find her. I don't know. Hope she's good. Yeah. Right. We're in love with her, too. We have, Robin and I both have super crushes. Yeah. I don't remember. As a kid, caring that much, but uh, now as a forty-year-old man, I, I see the uh, <laughs> I see her charm. She's kind of hot to trot. I mean, yeah. you know, okay, uh, I, you do you, and I, <laughs> you know, she's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, w- I made that wild Jaws tangent uh, to say that uh, she could be wearing a sleep mask because you know she's used to her seafaring husband waking up early in the morning and maybe turning on a light, and she didn't want to be bothered. These are now two of my favorite films that just have a connection now in my mind. I'm so happy you cool? said that. <laughs> yeah. And so I also found, I, in a minute-by-minute minute podcast, you look at look at minutiae everything. So I have something else about sleep masks. Um, while sleeping, many people tend to push the side or front of their faces into their pillow or mattress. And it leaves an imprint on your skin and could eventually lead to wrinkles. And that might be another reason why. Oh, that that's actually... I found that that might actually be a way, a reason why some people wear sleep masks for like beauty, you know. To oh, never, no idea. never would have cared that much. That's very interesting. <laughs> uh, we have Charlie nodding off in his chair, and he's he's clutching the cross, and uh, we cut to the hallway, and something passes in front of the window, and uh, we hear a thump, and something lands on the roof. Which uh, I got to bust Len because uh, in the last minute he said all this happened, but it's actually happening in this minute. So yeah, I think I let the, the <laughs> film run up too a little too long, so I talked about it in the last minute, minute by but, minute. <laughs> yeah, I jumped ahead, but it is creepy. Uh-huh. Have you ever had anybody walk around on your roof while you were asleep? Never. Only Santa. Not yet. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I lived in this A-frame. Oh, I hated that place on uh, Glossenberry Mountain, and that's a pretty uh, locally famous uh, place, supposedly haunted. It's it's definitely creepy in as much as it's a very dank, dark, wooded area, and people have gone missing there. They call it the Bennington Triangle. You can look all this stuff up and 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 read about the college students that went missing and so on and so forth. Anyway, living in this A-frame, there was thumping on the roof one night that woke me up and scared the shit out of me but it was probably just squirrels <laughs> really in the end it's an a-frame so i don't know how anybody could you know it's gotta be squirrels out. let's go with squirrels because otherwise we're not yeah. gonna sleep tonight yeah so charlie wakes up in a fright and uh the thumping continues and like my note here is like wow jerry like you want to sneak into this house uh i don't know maybe he's just like i'm gonna walk in proudly <laughs> yeah that, that strikes me as a very Jerry thing to do. Yeah, he's pretty cash through this whole <laughs> yeah. part. Yeah, he's like, whatever. It's fine, I don't care. Yeah, I love how much Jerry toys with Charlie. Um, yeah. So Charlie's eyes follow the movement above, 
and uh, he starts uh, creeping out of his room with the cross in front of him. It's a famous, kind of a famous shot you see a lot. Um, and we start hearing uh, squeaking, and that's when the minute ends. But if you know, we find out what the squeaking is, I guess, because of these branches. But I, mm-hmm. I also could think it might be a bat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounded very bat-like. Yeah, I guess I always thought it was tree branches, but it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's about it for this minute. You guys got anything else? It's a good minute. I think you've covered that minute. Uh-huh. We usually ask for every minute to see if uh, you want to maybe give yourself a plug somewhere or you want to recommend uh, people check anything out. Uh, the The floor is yours. Um. Well, sure. If you want to check out the Goblin King Players on Facebook, we specialize in Shadowcast Theater. I'm the director of that group. So think Rocky Horror, but on steroids. We do like Labyrinth, Princess Bride, Hocus Pocus. We shadow cast kind of bigger movies. Uh Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, I think it's time we put a stake in this one. Uh, Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. I'm Christina. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. (laughs) He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool.